Hi, this is Ryan with Just For You Insurance. Hi, Ryan. It's Joey Gingola. Hey, Joey. What's going on? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. Uh, you know, as of right now, restaurants, restaurants, I have a good market for restaurants. And to be honest, they're easy to go in and talk to because usually the owners are there. And, you know, usually when you walk in, it's easier to get in front of the, the owner and the decision maker. Easy is good, isn't it? I mean, I think so. I don't know. Well, that was my buddy Ryan Sotman of Just For You Insurance. And he's talking about some of the things that go through his head when deciding if he, you know, wants to go after a restaurant or not. And one of them primarily deals with, and I like to say, I mean, I never really thought of it mainly because, you know, I don't do commercial insurance. So this has a very good chance of being an episode of Joey talking about something he has no idea what he's talking about. So just be prepared for that. But we're going to do it anyways, because um, you probably enjoy me making a fool out of myself every now and then. I mean, it's got to happen, right? I don't know. But what you know, he's saying is, hey, Ryan, the reason I like to just walk into a restaurant is there's a pretty good chance that there's the owner. They've got their spot picked out at the bar or a certain table. You can usually spot them. They have some papers strewn about. You know, it looks like they're working in the middle of the restaurant. I mean, you know, the mom and pop, the family type restaurants I mean, from the ones that I've frequented uh, and always visited growing up. I had a friend in high school, you know, whose parents owned a restaurant. So I kind of know that that look. And I'm assuming that's kind of what Ryan is saying. They're just always there. They're, they're, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to be in front of the decision maker, right? And I mean, obviously, that's sales 101. Talk to the person that's going to make the decision. How many times, how many hours of your life have you wasted not talking to the decision maker? Probably more than you would care to admit would just be a guess. And it's easy, right? You walk in, you say, hey, how you doing, man? How's it going? Good to see you. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Make, you know, small talk. I'm not good at that, but make small talk. And uh, whatever you say to that person. And I'm sure Ryan's got his whole thing. And he's like, hey, this is easy. But is that ease of sale? Is that is that leading Ryan to somewhere that's ultimately going to, you know, sustain the business? He's saying, hey, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, it's the reason that I'm doing is because it's accessible. Um, but how long can you focus on those easy decision makers to where, again, you're going to, you're going to, uh, succeed to failure is, I guess, a catchy way to say that. Uh, I don't know, right? Ryan says it's something that he doesn't necessarily, you know, want to do long term. And I guess I'm, uh, if I talk anymore, I'm going to spoil the rest of the show. But what is your easy sale, right? What is the thing that you kind of point to and say, these are the reasons that I like to do it? Um, I'm just curious. You know, I've talked to a lot of commercial agents who you know, saying they're willing to do like a, you know, bend over backwards for a $2,000 annual premium. And I mean, yeah, okay, maybe. And I don't, I'm not saying Ryan does this. Um, I'm just using this as a, an example of vehicle, if you will, to kind of slide this in, just kind of weasel my way around it. And, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. You know, somebody has to take care of them. But um, ultimately, are we the ones that should be taking care of them? Or is this one of the first things that we ultimately let go of as that disruption slowly creeps in? 
it seems like several agents in, in my area, they say they specialize in restaurants as well and all that stuff. So I don't know how long, as of right now, it's helping things get paid and whatnot and moving things along. You know, we'll see how long these the restaurants accounts stick. And hopefully I'm doing things I need to be doing to make them want to stay and, and not leave so quickly. You took the words right out of my mouth, Ryan. Uh, it seems like every insurance agent that I talk to at some point in time that does commercial business mentions restaurants. And I was just watching uh, uh, Ryan Hanley's um, the most uniquely and specifically titled descriptive, you know what you're getting, original show title, The Show, uh, episode five, I want to say it was today. And, and you know, talking about um you know, the different metrics that you track and things like that. And that's all fun and good. Uh, but the interesting part is, is, you know, maybe there's lines of business that, um, you know, these metrics, these costs of acquisition costs and things like that, that, that lead you to ignore something that you shouldn't, you should be paying attention to. And everyone's kind of, again, everyone says they, they do restaurants. Um, and Ryan used the example of renters to where, you know, that's why some of these startups and disruptors and things like that are going after restaurants because, um, you know, the long-term expectancy, the long-term value of that client is, is high. There's a good chance that that client is going to turn into more dollars than what you might initially think up front just for that low, you know, low premium, low commission, you know, low profit margin renters policy. And I guess that's the, I guess that's kind of the thing I wanted to ask is like how many of us need to just stop saying we're doing restaurants. Now Ryan said, Hey, it's, it's easy. It's, I think, you know, obviously I think this is the perfect thing for Ryan. It's easy for him to get the premiums on the book, right? He just needs the volume and he's just knocking on the doors. He's walking and he's getting the business and that's allowing him to kind of accumulate a little more wiggle room, a little more freedom to then take things to where he wants to go. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the, the question is, right. I mean, just if we're all going to kind of sit together in a circle and, you know, kind of have a big therapy session, how much longer can, or should we do the things that we're all kind of doing? You know, should we all focus restaurants mainly because I'm assuming a lot of us have figured out what Ryan has figured out is, Hey, again, they're easy, right? I can walk in, I can say hi. And I know I'm going to probably be talking to the owner. Uh, but again, just some of the things that I think about when I think about restaurants is, um, you know, they're probably, I mean, you know, maybe four or $5,000 in premium. If you're, if you're lucky, uh, if you get something, I was actually, who was I talking? I was talking about an agent just past this past week about where he wrote a, a pretty good, decent size restaurant. And I was like, well, why, you know, me knowing nothing about commercial, I was just kind of asking, what are the similarities and you know, what can we look for that, takes it from a $5,000 annual premium to like a $20,000 annual premium. Now I think he did the, he did the, you know, the liability and he also did the workers comp on it. So if you live in a state where workers comp is a thing that you can do, then well, you're, you're lucky. Ohio kind of sucks, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of it, right? So maybe we want to do, maybe you want to do restaurants, but maybe you need to be a little more specific, right? Now, uh, I'm talking about something that's probably going to be another podcast episode, but whatever. Um, it kind of fits here. And by the time I get to it, you'll forget I said this anyways. If if somebody emails me from the episode that I do in the future and says, hey, Joe, you talked about that in this episode, um, I don't know, I'll give you something special, something. You'll want to win some kind of crazy prize. I don't know what, but definitely a lot of points for, for remembering this because I surely won't. Uh, so the idea is what else can you use to identify restaurants that are going to be worth your time? And... In this case, again, this was like a, a newer sports bar that was expected to do, you know, grocery seats, I think is a thing. It was going to do quite a bit in, in grocery seats, over 2 million, I think. 
you know, the, the liquor is more like a sports bar BW3 type as the way it was explained to me. And, uh, and is that, I mean, are there certain niches within the restaurant, you know, even niching down further into the restaurants, is there something specifically that you can look for that, you know, again, if you spend your time looking for those people, then you can fill in with the four or $5,000 premiums and, you know, go after the, the 10, the 15, the 20, the you know 20. I don't know. I don't know how far it can get. What's the potential? What's the unicorn? You know, what's the, what's the ideal scenario for your potential, you know, restaurant of your dreams? Or again, entirely, you know, doing a 180, is it, you know, is there something else out there that's just as easy, just as accessible, but we're not looking for it because we're too busy focusing on the restaurants or whatever, insert your thing. The farms is another one for people that live in that area. And uh, I don't know, I'm just kind of tossing some questions out, just tossing them out. Feel free to lob them back to me, joeygrowprogram.com. Uh, you know, I mean, if you have answers, I'll gladly read them and respond. Um, I don't know that I will be able to help answer them any further than what I have here, obviously, because, you know, again, dumb health insurance agent talking commercial insurance, but hey, give me a break. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, what type of business are we not maybe using our imagination hard enough on? Um you know, is there something, you know, up and coming? You know, my buddy Terry Greer, we did a show with him a while back. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, talking about how he wanted to focus on technology companies. He lives in Austin, Texas, so that's a little bit easier easier, you know, done there than maybe if you, you know, live in Spokane, Washington. Actually Washington's a pretty good state. There's Seattle. Maybe it's a bad example. Uh that's my usually go to like generic uh, let's just say Centralia, Illinois. How about that? If you lived in Centralia, Illinois, it's a pretty good chance that you're not gonna be writing many technology companies. Uh but again, what what does that look like? What what can you look for to identify um, where you ultimately want to go? But I'd like to start venturing out into some other markets as well. I got a few, a few of them that I'm, I'm wanting to start, like maybe one or two that I'm wanting to start getting into a little more, but there's yet to happen. I want to create some material to be able to hand out. Back to my want to perfect things before I start things <laughs> problem. All right, so it's very subtly snuck it in there. He even acknowledged it. I don't know. Anybody that's listening to the show probably knows where I'm going with this. But, you know, Ryan's saying, hey, I got some ideas. I got some things that I want to do. There's some things that just I really want to mix it up in. Oh, but, you know, just hold on. I can't quite do it yet because I got I to gotta mention that thing that's going to ultimately be a mental block to give me an excuse to prevent me from moving forward. That's a little harsh. I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't actually mean it. But, uh, you know, again, he's saying I, I got to get some materials together so I can hand out. And whether it's selling insurance, whether it's who, you know, I run across a lot of people that, uh, you know, again, can't get out of their own way in some cases of, Hey, listen, man, just go, just go, right? Like give yourself permission to just go. Obviously you want to be professional, responsible, respectable in all facets, um, you know, and conduct yourself in a way that's not going to get you thrown in jail. All of those things are kind of like, I shouldn't have to say them things. So, Outside of that, I mean, that should be kind of the just, yeah, don't do that and then do this. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I just want to say, Ryan, you know, hey, you know, man, if like, I know we talked a while ago about this, but um, you don't need the materials, right? At least for the first couple, just walk in there, man, wing it. Like if, you know, just, it's not like that person that you're going to go talk to, you know, if you don't close that person that first time you walk in there, that it's the end of the world, right? Just go in there, feel it out, get going, get started again, going back to just the speed of things, right? Like, you know, I talked to Ryan, I don't even know when it was probably six months ago, 
you know, from this conversation. And I don't, again, I'm not using this to pick on Ryan. I, I don't, I'm just saying this is a, a, a pretty standard experience that I come across with a lot of people is just go faster, right? Just go faster. You know, if anybody listens or follows to Gary V, uh, one thing that I am picking up and I have to, I have to take my Gary V doses in small increments. Uh, I go in and out of, of that. But one of the things that I'm, I am following a little, I'm trying to follow a little bit more. It's just, Hey, do more, right? Like once you've figured out what works, and maybe that's the problem, but you know, do, do more, right? Just even if you haven't quite figured it out, just do a little bit more than what you think. Um, I always like to challenge myself in some capacity and say, Hey, whatever it is and double it. That's always, you know, maybe a little intense, but you know, if you, if you, if you thought you would do, you know, whatever, just increase it a little bit, right? Just challenge yourself a little bit more than what you thought. And you know, if you thought you, you, you wanted to get it out by the end of the month, you know, do it in two weeks, right? So do more and do it faster if you can. So you got to kind of put in the work in the practice, figure out what's going on. These are, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm riding on a high horse in circles from my white ivory tower. Like I get that, right? Like that's, I know that I'm being unreasonable, but I think it's an important mindset that we might need to kind of slowly be shifting to. And I could be, I could listen to this in six months and say, dude, man, this is, that's embarrassing, right? Like this isn't right. But I'm, I just have an itch somewhere in the back of my mind, somewhere in the back of my marketing instincts that doing a little bit more and, and cranking up the, turning up the volume a little bit on some of these things that, you know, you've taken the time to figure out if it's worth your time, it's going to work. Uh, again, moving a little faster, even if it doesn't work right away, you know, just drop it and come back to it or, or just the time that it takes, I'm, I'm running out of breath. I don't know why I'm out of breath so much lately. It feels like I'm out of shape, but I don't think I am. Maybe I am. I don't know. And just go faster, right? If the show is a little off, I'm recording this a little bit later. It's like nine o'clock. I've gone a whole day of stuff of just, you know, parenting and everything. I usually don't record these at night. So if I'm sounding a little different tonight, that's probably why I normally don't record them at night, usually an afternoon sort of experience. So you're getting a little more energy, Right now, I'm just like, can the day be over? That's I've hit that point, you know, all you parents. It's just like, how much more, how, how many more hours do I have until I can punch out? That kind of thing. I'm sorry. Uh, but I would just like to kind of, again, joygirlprogram.com about this whole, you know, doing things a little bit faster, right? Because if you can't put out, you know, some more stuff, if you can't get through these ideas fast enough, then I don't know that we're going to get to them, Right. If it takes us six months to get into the thing, then the thing that we were already looking at might might be gone. That's a little extreme, but you know, there's there's just really no reason to not move a little faster, especially if you're the agency owner or you're in a position to where you have very little, you know, kind of checks and balances. And that's you know, checks and balances are important, but uh, you know, if if there's very little friction between you and the public. I mean, go, right? Just go. You know, I, I told, I said this in an email, a newsletter, I think two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, you know, talking about my process and, oh, uh, who's stopping you, right? Uh, in, in parentheses, compliance sucks because compliance does suck. But it's just me and my dad, right? Like I do something, I write something, I put a video together and it goes to him and he just kind of makes sure that it, uh, I don't say anything stupid. Uh, so it's it's a pretty easy process. Now we've, we've, we've mixed up some, we've gotten mixed up in some, some, uh, lines of business that require compliance, uh, mainly telemedicine and, um, and, and most recently Medicare, which really doesn't, but we were just kind of 
giving, it was like a courtesy compliance thing. And you know, that kind of slowed us up for longer than it needed to. And my dad was a little more hesitant on, on, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, going wild west on them, just, you know, shooting from the hip sort of thing. So, uh, but we do have our first Medicare blog post and video up. If you want to check it out, jingolainsurance.com. That's there talking about plan G. If anybody's interested in learning about plan G, it's there. It's everything you need to know. Um, but just, just go, just go do it. I'm going to say it about five or six more times before I end the show, because why not? I just think that it's something that we probably just building in the natural instinct, right? Just the only thing that I guess I, I want you to take away from it is, is how long do you have to do the thing that you're just kind of doing as a placeholder to actually go move to the thing that you think might be more beneficial down the road? And then when you actually maybe get to that thing, how fast can you move through that? Because it probably just maybe if you really want to do it, you probably just need to move a click or two faster than you thought or maybe wanted to. All right, I feel like this is going to, I'm setting myself up for a very awkward and potentially humiliating situation in real life at some time in the probably distant future, but whatever. I'm just going to ask this because I, I'm curious because, um, I don't know, kind of goes with what we were talking about, but kind of not. What's one thing that you just can't help but keep doing even though you're terrible at it? Like something that you really wish you could be good at but you realize the awfulness that exists inside you at this thing and you refuse to either accept it or just care about it and you continue to do it anyways um i probably have a lot more of these but the one that's on my mind recently i don't know why uh is singing like i can't sing i've never really been able to sing that well i don't think i've never really done it in front of anybody to to have them tell me uh but i couldn't i couldn't find a melody an original melody on my own if i really had a gun to my head maybe i don't know maybe a little bit i just i can't do it and it just and it just devastates me that i for the for the life of me i just can't do it again playing music growing up and all that stuff i just can never do it so for the record no if i ever see you and there's ever like it just random karaoke breaks out anywhere uh the first person that tries to if anybody listens to this and we're in an event somewhere and they say hey joey go do this uh, just so we can verify your terribleness. No, I carry around a roll of duct tape for such occasions. I will pull it out, wrap it around your arm, and then rip it off really fast and tear all your arm hair off. So just that's kind of a forewarning. Like I don't know if that's like a preemptive assault thing, but I'm just letting you know that there will be dramatic repercussions for that because it's just not my scene. Uh, so anyways, I'm curious. What's your thing that you are ultimately terrible at that you refuse to let go of, that you refuse to acknowledge your terribleness and continue to do anyways, even if it's in the privacy of your own home or car or whatever it is, what is that thing? JoyGrowProgram.com. Now, speaking of terrible, what I want to talk about is GrowLab 2017. I was talking with an agent the other day, and uh, I said, hey, are you coming to GrowLab? I said, uh, really, really cool if you would come. I, I'd like to see you there. He's always tweeting, always you know, responding to the emails, listening to the podcast. I was like, dude, like, you probably should come if you uh, like, you know, if you're you know, this engaged in what we're doing here. It would be really fun to actually get a chance to meet you. So I, th- I thought it was only for agency owners. And I don't know kind of where these urban legends get started, but I just wanted to be very clear. Definitely not for agency owners. All insurance agents, agency owners, CSRs, if you work in an insurance agency, there's a pretty good chance that you will get something out of this. Um, and it's really just about anybody that wants to learn from other people in the industry. One-to-one, agent-to-agent, agency-owner-to-agency-owner, CSR-to-CSR. We're just going straight. We're cutting the game of telephone out of it. 
we're just going right to the source and we're just telling everybody, hey, I'm doing this, it works, and maybe you should try it too. Hey, I'm doing this, it works, and you might work well for you, right? GrowLab2017.com is where you can go to do that. Again, for anybody in your agency, we even have a, a special double pack where we give you half off the second ticket if you want to bring somebody, a CSR, an agent, you want to bring the boss, the agency owner, uh, you know, two tickets, uh, one price, one full price, one half price. If you want to bring somebody help, kind of bring that, carry that buy-in back to the agency if you're interested. GrowLab2017.com to do that. And we just have released uh, last week or this week, I can't remember, last week, today's, yeah, okay. Yeah, last week we released the agenda. So anybody that's been bugging me saying, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? What's the schedule? That is up at growlab2017.com. So go check it out. Let me know what you think. Any questions, joy at growprogram.com, but growlab2017.com is your chance to do that.